you know, like if you can get out of a situation, a dangerous situation, you should just get the f out of there. Like there's no yeah. glory in fighting someone and whatever, right? It's only if you can't get out of the situation and you have to fight, then you have to fight. Yeah, I agree. You know? What's up, everybody? Today, I've got someone who's made just in last year over 110 million from e-commerce. He's one of the biggest FBA partners with Amazon.com. Uh, he's just absolutely killing it, living his best life. Uh, still in his 20s and just uh, just crushing. world-class at various different things, various different smaller games actually is what helped me a lot because on multiple different occasions, I was like the best in the world at something or better than my classmates and that kind of thing. Uh, so it's a bit of a different path for me, but yeah, it wasn't like, didn't just like kill it immediately. I usually had to f***ed up a lot. That's like my specialty is getting f***ed up. <laughs> in what way? Can you give an example? <laughs> um, well, there's a game called uh, Command & Conquer Zero Hour. And okay, video game. Yeah, uh, video was, game. you could you could raise armies and like uh, try to conquer people and that kind of thing. And nice. I had this thing where I just played everyone. A lot of other people played people. They they if they if someone was better than them, they did not play them and they maintained like a good record or whatever. I was just like pure like balls to the wall, get my ass <laughs> up until I win. Uh, yeah. For the most part, until I finally had to like represent you know a, a clan and not have a terrible record or <laughs> or like a record really mattered i wanted i was like no i'm gonna beat everybody kind of thing and uh awesome. yeah that's kind of my way and like i did a bit of that in poker with a big, bit of pragmatism too and just a lot of other things just get up a lot until until you finally figure things out <laughs> that's awesome do, do you find that like video games actually helped with your success at all uh, like, yes. like playing video games back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it forces you to strategically think. And a lot of it, to be honest, is a lot of like resource management, which is not really any different from money, if you think about it, or other kinds of resources such as time or whatever. Like it's the same like principle. Like, okay, you only have so much time in the day. You only have so much money and you have to figure out where to allocate it. Or you only have, you know, you also, your social capital or whatever it is, right? And now in, in uh, you know, uh, What's that game called? Starcraft. You have your minerals and your your yeah. gases. Do you still like play? That. Do you still play video games to this day or no? Sometimes. I try Sometimes. not to because what I try to do, what I've realized to do is, okay, well, video games only serve me so much and they're enjoyment and they can be de-stress or whatever, which is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can do similar things. So what I tried to do was I want to learn Chinese and playing Chinese is kind of like playing a video game, I realized. Like, okay, why don't I just like learn Chinese instead of playing video game. It's not as much fun, but I try to yeah. like do that and just get a similar kind and anchor my earth. How do you say nudge myself um, a little bit to something healthier slowly where I feel like that's right. a sustainable long-term system of progress versus just like, okay, I'm quitting video games forever because they're inferior to learning a language or inferior to, um, how do you say like, uh, you know, starting a business or focusing on the business or whatever, rather to anchor myself slowly is what I've been trying to do. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but like, 
some of the most successful people I've like met, they used to play video games, or like they still sometimes play. And I've always found that to be like a interesting like, uh, and maybe it's just coincidence, but I'm I'm not saying like just play video games and you'll be successful or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. it, it it it's funny how like literally some of the smartest people or like some of the most successful people I met like used to play a lot of video games when they were like younger, you know? mm-hmm. and. I, I feel like that has played a role because I used to play video games too, like a lot. Like oh, I used really? to be like, you know, I used to be like number one at like a few games, like on like mobile or like whatever, you know, mobile games. And uh, I play like professional on like a few PC games and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, shit. Younger. Yeah. What? But like, uh, I used to play like Han, you know, Han. It, it's like a MOBA game. It's like Heroes of Mewer. Uh, I know Gears of War. I don't know Han. Yeah. And it's kind of like Dota, you know, I was mm. also really good at Dota too. But yeah, it's like it's as you said, it's like a lot of like resource management, right? And it's also like learning like game theory, right? I I feel like video games is like the ultimate form of that, right? Like mm-hmm. oh, what is like what degree of separation? Like because you at the highest level, it's like you know everyone's fucking good, and it's like okay, what would a good player do in this situation, and how do I counteract that play in this situation? And then it's like how many degrees of that? It's like oh, he knows. That I'm a good player who's going to counter him. It's like you know, it's like how many degrees of separation, you know, is that right? Yeah. In terms of like the like the professional levels, right? And it's like I feel like in life that helps a lot, right? Because a lot of times you're just dealing with people, right? Like yeah. even with like competition, right? Like in Amazon or whatever, it's like oh, like if I hop on this product, like will my competitor hop on it? What would they do in this situation? Like are they going to expect me to hop on it? Like, are they going to change the price? Right. It's like anticipating the next moves, right? Which is what every good player, right? Whether in video games or life does. They anticipate their next move and they anticipate their opponent, right? So I I feel like it's helped a lot, personally. Yeah, Yeah, I think so, too. Well, it also helps you learn um, a lot of uh, sub-lessons in between because, at least from what I've seen, a lot of times people and also... um, the lessons between various games can kind of show up uh, over and over in other sorts of situations. Like a big one that I learned from Command & Conquer uh, was that it really helped to see what other people are doing. Uh, I mean, it's also true in poker. This helped me a lot in poker because this is how I realized, okay, I need to learn. I need to like, you know, see what's going on on these training sites and then see what these other people are doing that are actually really good and see and just take what they're doing that's good and apply it. So that would be one. Um, And I do think that really that people are somewhat predictable in a lot of ways. Um, to truly understand human nature, I think, is quite complicated because there's so many different kinds of people. But uh, for the most part, um, I mean, especially when you're, like, running a company, like, it's, like, relatively predictable to imagine what kind of, like, language to use when dealing with people because you can just imagine what their incentive or the game tree looks like, what, how they should behave if you talk in a certain kind of way um, right. versus another kind of way. Uh, and it's like kind of the same thing as when you're, or at least I imagine to be kind of the same thing as when you're like, even you're trying to be, uh, you know, trying to win a game. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, it's finding the most optimal way of winning the game because with the game, it's just like in life, like in a video game, there's like, what's the word for it? It's like, there's always like an objective, mm-hmm. right? And the most optimal way to play that objective, right, is how you should play it, obviously, right? So it's 
it's like a set path, right? And like in any video game, you start off with like you know zero, right? Unless mm -hmm. I don't know, unless it's like some pay to win thing where sure. you don't, <laughs> right? But most of the time you start off with zero, and then as you accumulate resources, you have to allocate resources to different places. Make sure you stack up your resources in the most efficient way possible, mm -hmm. right? Maximizing your effectiveness, right? And then seeing what other players are doing, as you said, right? And then counter react, counter counteracting their strengths, right? Or like capitalizing on their weaknesses, right? Like, oh, like, oh, like they're playing this, like class or character or whatever, and that's weak to this. Or, you know, and then using that against them, right? And it's like figuring out like, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's just all like game theory dynamics, right? That help you with life, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not telling everyone to like go play video games or whatever, right? But it it does like teach a few skills. Like I I don't think you should be spending like sixteen hours a day playing video games, right? Yeah, no. Like that's not a good use of your time, I'd say. But I mean, I still like play occasionally here and there. Like I I play like you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes, uh, every so often, right? But you know. I sometimes play with my siblings too. I don't know if you have siblings, but it's a way for me to like de-stress. It's a way for me to de-stress too. And I do think that's important to understate a little bit is when things are too stressful, it's really necessary to de-stress. Um, I mean, you can push your stress level, your stress capacity, uh, but there is a point where, you know, we're human. So there's a point where like too much stress. So you have to relax at some point. Um, yeah. It's the same thing as lifting weights. You don't want to like lift super heavy weights or lift all the f***ing time. Yeah. Uh, Another thing about video games, by the way, that might share some insight in what, into why many of the most successful players uh, play them, um, I actually found from reading a book called The Status Game. So it turns out that video games are actually really good for the mental health of a lot of the youth, uh, especially the youth that didn't have a lot of like places of where to, you know, put their time or whatever, or you know, had a lot of like. Uh, or had a lot of social status within the little uh, social groups, like weren't the most popular kid at school, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, because it turns out that within those games, they can attain some kind of status. And right. uh, at least the, what I inferred from all this is like, okay, well, you know, there's many different games in which it can have status. The thing about status is that it's a less than zero sum game. Not everybody gets to have high status, but within the yeah. context of those games, you can have high status and you might say, okay, I'm high status in this game, maybe I can become high status in another game. And so right. you, you stop this game and you go from, as a, as a kid, and you play another game and you, you can play it and you win. And then you're like, okay, what else can I do? And you play another game. And at some point, the, the games that you're, these kids play in go from like meaningless, like video games or whatever, to real games where there's money involved and whatever it's not really from a certain perspective it's not really that different but this could it leads us like a ladder towards like higher and higher success because you can build the confidence in one and then you build the confidence in another and then uh all of a sudden okay you have confidence to attempt some real shit and uh you know that might be where you know now as some of those some of those kids or whatever evolved into being like the most successful people i like that no that's that's definitely true like i, I like growing up I don't think I was like the most popular person, right? Mm -hmm. Like in school or whatever. Like I kind of just like kept to myself and I was just like chill too. I wasn't like, you know, doing antics or whatever. But I, yeah, I, I believe like, you know, like playing video games or whatever, like 
yeah, like being one of like the best at a game, it gives you status like in that community, right? And then yeah, you're right. Like it it really does like translate over to like other other games because everything is kind of a game if you think about it. Like you know, life is just one big video game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, and like you know, you play poker. That's I mean, that's like optimal. That is a game, right? But it just yeah. involves money, <laughs> you know. So yeah like if you can try yeah if you translate that over yeah i mean yeah that that's definitely definitely very beneficial um one it's it also uh i want to reiterate that it happened to be a lot of studies have found it that it's useful for mental health particularly for the loner types um Mm -hmm. but uh why don't we talk about some of these uh real life sort of extravagant situations you've been in, uh, having traveled to a hundred countries. I know you like took a bus, like in these developing countries all across South America, which must've been crazy as shit. Um, I don't know. I I guess I could handle that. I've done like a little bit of that in South Africa. Actually, I uh, traveled from Cape town to this random dusty town in Mozambique, uh, across South Africa and did not get robbed. Fortunately, um, nice it's always a plus yeah <laughs> it, unlike you it sounds like you did get robbed uh from what i recall uh yeah almost yeah yeah uh, did i tell you the whole story where i got like stabbed almost yeah oh yeah. shit do you want to tell I think the story I told you that right huh? i told you that right did i tell you like over dinner i think you did at, uh... I, I remember yeah, I think I told it. it was in yeah. chile right yeah it was in chile it was in uh this town on like the border of uh i think it was chile and ecuador uh-huh. it's called the rica yeah, and I mean, I can tell the full story or I can shorten it, but uh, I pretty much, yeah, I, I pretty much was just grabbing uh, dinner like late night and I was just wearing like a bracelet. I'm not even, where, which bracelet? I think I still have that bracelet. It's, somewhere here. <laughs> it's here somewhere. But it was, it was just like a silver bracelet that I was wearing on like my left hand. And yeah, I just went to like a mom and pop, you know, like street food place had like four like you know little stools that you can just sit down on and eat when you order yeah uh i think it was like two bucks or some shit i mean but like <laughs> uh yeah but i like sat down and like when i got my food like another like this like big mother like sat down like next to me uh and i was just like okay yeah whatever like i you know i just keep eating whatever and you just you know because you know i can see out of my periphery right like anyone can and i see him like look at me and i'm not looking at him obviously and he's just like staring at me and i'm like I'm like what the f- is this big motherfucker look at me like you know and like he eventually like you know tries to grab my attention and i'm like oh yeah like and then i look at him like you know just casually and he like points out like my bracelet you know like, he's just, like, he's, like, like that. Like, doesn't say a single word. Like, maybe he can't even speak English, probably. Like, you know, because I, I didn't ever hear him say a word. And I was just, like, okay. Like, and then I just, like, go back to eating. I'm, like, I just ignore him. <laughs> like, completely. Yeah. And then he, like, tries to get my attention again. And then he's, like, and then he's, like, like this. Makes, like, a stabbing motion, you know, yeah. with, like, his right hand. And I was just like, well, the f-, like, 
oh maybe he's just like crazy or something you know like <laughs> and then i just keep eating and then like i see how like the corner of my eye like he like gr goes into like his like jacket and then i'm like it, you know at this time i'm not like dumb I've, I've traveled to third world countries and i know like you know like it's always a potentiality right mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh shit and then i see like a fucking like 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 a knife like about this big like holy shit that and he and he was like he starts like to come at me and i'm just like oh i'm getting the fuck out of here you know i'm not gonna you know and that's the thing like uh like a lot of people say like oh you should fight or whatever like some good shit you know but like you know like if you can get out of a situation a dangerous situation you should just get the fuck out of there like there's no yeah. glory in fighting someone and whatever right it's only if you can't get out of the situation and you have to fight then you have to fight yeah i agree you know? i definitely you know? fighting is like the last resort in a mm -hmm. situation like this you just a lot of yeah. other better possibities like not getting stabbed uh, yeah you, and you it's know. like what like for what like are you gonna fight like what what rewards you gain even if you win the fight right like oh. If you won the fight, it would have been an amazing story, to be fair. Right, you were like, right, right. I it would have been a great story. <laughs> yeah, like, and then I, you know, did some ninja shit and, like, <laughs> like took him down, you know, what, like, chopped him in the neck or something. Like, yeah, like, sure, like, you have a better story, but it's like, I don't know, like, uh, here's the thing, like, I actually used to think that way, like, oh, like, if anyone comes at you, you just take him down, right? And, like, I actually have, like, martial arts training and stuff, so I feel like I actually could handle myself if I had to in like mm -hmm. a fight but like i've literally met like you know people that were like you know ex-military they've killed like hundreds of people and they've told me the same thing of like if you can get out of a situation that's dangerous you should just get the out, you know and like sure. these are like hard motherfuckers. like i've actually never killed someone you know like yeah you know, like well yeah yeah so, but yeah and if they say that shit and... yeah if they're saying it you know and like they you know and like like you know, who are you to be like, oh, I'm going to fight every anyone who comes at me? You know, it's like, yeah. But I mean, that's just like, you know, one one story that happened while I was in South America. Uh, you know, there's better stories uh, that are maybe a little more fun. But like what? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know, man? It depends on the genre. Uh, What's like, uh, the most fun night you've had? It's fun night. That's uh that that's fitting for a public podcast. That's fitting. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, public podcast that I can admit to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mm. Any amazing sights or uh, mm -hmm. cool people you met or life experiences? Right. Like, did you travel somewhere? I'm trying to think where else. Oh, okay. Actually, one of the most amazing experiences. I don't know if you like scenery and stuff, uh, but I. Uh, I love going to like scenic places and like the most beautiful in the world. Like I will do like anything to, you know, go to those places and, you know, at least be there and like mm -hmm. really appreciate it. You know, sure. uh, I like it. Like, yeah. Uh, have you, have you ever been to Bolivia? No, I haven't been to Bolivia. No. Yeah. Uh, so Bolivia has this place called Salah de Uni. Uh, I, this... I don't know if I'm butchering it. I don't know if I'm butchering the saying. If anyone is Bolivian listening to this, my bad. Uh, but it's like, it's like the salt plains there, mm -hmm. and it's one of the largest in the world, if not the largest. Uh, I can't verify. Uh, but if you go around like sunset, and 
you like you just go there in like a uh like a suv whatever uh but it is like a whole nother planet it is it's like so beautiful like i think it might be like definitely like top flight two or three most beautiful places in the world it's like another planet like really uh, yeah it's on my instagram but yeah that that place is incredible and like in there's like water on the ground that's like melted or whatever yeah and it reflects right so it's like a mirror right and oh like i i don't know like words can't even like describe like how amazing it is like you know being there uh and yeah that was in bolivia that was that was an epic experience yeah Yeah, that's awesome i will have to go at some point once i finally go to south america would you say it was better than the yacht parties and the private jet parties that you're (laughs) talking about it's definitely different um uh both enjoyable in their own ways um that's a lot more like reflective and makes you really appreciate the earth and nature and makes you very like present to the moment because you just like when you're in that environment like uh in salon de uni you just like breathe it in i don't know and then you just i don't know it just makes you very uh very centered very grateful uh you know and yeah i mean you're not like taking drugs or anything there obviously oh you could but uh but most of the time you're just like you know you're just reflecting on life and just breathing it all in you know uh and then with like you know yacht jet you know parties and stuff it's much more hedonistic obviously you know (laughs) you know so yeah but both very enjoyable at their times in life uh it's I can't even say publicly what happens on these. Uh, let's just say that it's a lot of fun, uh, a lot of hedonism. Uh, probably exactly what you would expect out of a yacht party. I've heard uh, some stories. Yeah, you know. Hey, have you been to some? Um, a yacht party, yes. Uh, I've been to some yacht parties. A private jet party, I now no. I've been on some private jets. It's not really. Private jets are a little bit more. Uh, private jets are they're quite a bit more expensive, I would say, especially if you're gonna, you're gonna like have a party on them. Um, it's definitely yeah, you the need point. like a huge one. You need like the ones that cost like half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. see, um, half a billion dollars is gonna be like a pretty tough budget range. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I like just knew the right people, I don't have half a yeah. billion dollars. So. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, when I was doing them, uh, it was just like. It was just like my friend knew someone, and then like I would just, you know, come along, you know. Uh, but those were, you know, those are pretty wild, I'd say. Uh, yeah, it's just like when you're in those environments, like I, I feel like when I was young, I never thought I'd be in an environment like that. So it's like very cool to experience. Uh, you know, I wouldn't do it all the time, but it's like it's it's definitely like it's definitely a very fun experience. Uh, you know, especially like your first time, it, it, it's like you get like that feeling like you're. Uh, what's the word for it? I don't know. It, it's kind of like you feel like you're at a different level in life almost when you're, uh, you know, there. Yeah, I've had some experiences like that, so I can attest to it. I mean, I 
it's not the kind of thing that I live for, but it's it's cool to have. I've you know I've been on been on yacht parties in the Maldives, things like that, with a bunch of guys, a bunch of girls, like that kind of thing. I've like actually, you know what? Um, there's another party coming up that might be pretty cool. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, I've been on like some crazy yachts and some like very bougie parties and things like that. I just think that. Uh, Compared to you, like you've probably really seen it all. You could probably really maybe. partied with A-list celebrities a lot and that kind of thing, maybe. Or yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of celebrities, and it's like I've, you know, and I think like the number one thing is like, uh, I feel like I've always had this uh, mentality that even when I was like broke and I was a nobody, like if I met a celebrity, I'd never ask for a picture or like be like, oh yeah, like you know fucking harass them with some you know dumb shit it's like you know just treating them like anyone else because they are you know it's like mm-hmm. just talking to them like a regular person right sure it's like i'm sure people come up to you right and treat you like some sort of celebrity or something yeah. and, you're, and it's kind of just like off-putting right like uh well for i mean when people come up to me because i'm pretty well known in e-commerce like if people like come up to me like a fan i'm gonna treat them like a fan like yeah. there's no way i'm gonna be friends with them or right. anything like i'd much rather be friends with someone who is famous mm-hmm. you know it's like rather than be a fan you know and i don't really like care yeah. if you're famous or not like you know like like it, it literally means nothing to me like yeah uh you know I, I just might think it's cool i might respect your accomplishment like it might like give me like oh like there's somebody like there's someone that's you know done the hard work and they've achieved success in this thing right so i might give them a bit more respect than another person than someone i don't know but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you know, photo, you know, yeah. like ridiculous. When I see people do that, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like I was never really big in the photos either. It's uh, it mostly doesn't affect me too much. Maybe it affects me a little bit temporarily if someone's quite famous, um, but not for super long. I mean, definitely I'd rather be friends with uh, someone who's famous. Although I personally don't care too much if, yeah, if people like treat me as um, a bit of celebrity. It's yeah, like you said, it's a little bit off putting. I'm like a little bit more forgiving if like, if like, you know, they do something to demean themselves a little bit, but, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah it's not really the ideal route to go with anyone. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, I don't see much upside to it. There is none. There's zero upside. Like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it. you're putting yourself below them, right? You don't see yourself as an equal. So it's like, I feel like you're only that way if you can never see yourself as someone who could be that way. That, that could, makes sense. Yeah, that could be true. I definitely never, yeah. like, I think that was one thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the kind of mindsets you had was, does remind me of myself, whereas I never really viewed anyone as, like, above me in terms of, like, status. I'd be like, well, maybe I can be, you know, maybe I can achieve what they've achieved or better or whatever or something like that. You know, like, that, that kind of, I don't know how to cultivate that in other people. That's an interesting idea, I think, because... How do people get that? Maybe they just have to like learn how to fight for it or whatever it is or or grind for it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like belief, I'd say. And I feel like when you first start out, it's like it's almost having like a delusional sense of belief oh, yeah, that yeah. you can make it, you know, because you, I mean, you have nothing like you have no like prior experience to go off, right? So you actually do need a bit of delusional belief before you make it, right? And then obviously, as you get results, that gives you confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have like, you know, instead of delusional confidence, you have true confidence. But I, I say when you first start out, you definitely need a bit of like, yeah, delusional confidence, I'd say. 
but you've yeah. got to back that up with you know working hard not just like delusional confidence and then you don't do anything you know alex Ramosi says the same thing is that all the successful people are like a little bit they almost have like like too much belief in themselves or they're almost like wildly insecure and in that they just believe that they can deserve better like or whatever the his terminology is he said something like that um it's yeah true. maybe uh the fuck <laughs> sometimes i guess insecurity or whatever or delusional ish can be a good thing i think i think a couple of people have said that um yeah. i i'm curious what's your what's your biggest purchase biggest purchase yeah like anything yeah mm, like cold hard cash okay, so there's things that i've like you know put a down payment on and it's mm -hmm. worth a lot more and then there's things i bought with just like straight up cash so uh i assume you want like the one that is a higher number probably uh either that, way is okay yeah. uh okay so the mm. audience loves this kind of kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh. So I have a uh, I have an RM six nine that's worth currently probably around. It's like Drake's one, and that's worth about I don't even know what because like, there's not on sale right now. So there's not even like a market value, like a accurate market value on it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's over like one point two. Uh, and that's that was like with straight up cash, obviously. And then the the biggest purchase I made uh, was a house, uh, yeah. yeah, that was in Sweden. Uh, but I just put a down payment on it, uh, you know, that was only like, yeah, <laughs> that was only like twenty percent. So it's like, Shit. uh, yeah, and that was like, yeah, that was like ten mil. But you know, it was like. Yeah, and then nothing like too crazy yet. Uh, I mean, I I kind of like put everything back in the business. Uh, you know, like if anything, my biggest purchase purchase is like, you know, inventory purchase. Like, you know, I've done like a twenty million dollar uh, purchase order of inventory. You know, so it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. I mean, to me, that's a lot more impressive because I make like five mil off that. So it's like, yeah, when I buy right. like something shiny, it's like. <laughs> It it's the same. I didn't make any money off of it, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm the same way. Like, obviously, my biggest yeah. biggest investments are in like things that can presumably make me money. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Why Sweden yeah. of all places? I really liked Sweden. I, it was kind of impulsive. Yeah. Uh, I was there for about. Uh, I was there for like two months. Mm -hmm. And I was in Stockholm. And I met up with some, you know, good people there. And I don't know, I guess like one thing led to another. <laughs> it was a wild night, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was kind of an impulsive decision, but I really do like Sweden. It, it's like up there with uh, Sydney, I'd say, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of like cities I'd live in. Yeah. I just get like a really good feeling. Like, you know, uh, I know like the whole like energy vibe thing is kind of like woo woo or whatever, but it's like, I don't know, I, I like the vibe in Sweden and I like the vibe in Sydney. Uh, I am looking at properties in Sydney too, uh, because yeah, Sydney's like incredible. I love it so yeah. much. Well, Australia, at least from what I've seen, is just amazing. Um, it seems like 
uh, it's just got like everything that the U.S. has, except doesn't seem to have the toxicity. And I've only really met nice people from Sweden too, or Scandinavia. Uh, I mean, a couple of the first world places seem to have a couple, couple issues. Maybe maybe Australia has these issues, and I just don't know about it. I don't know what they are, but I haven't seen anything. Everyone Australia in Australia, just... uh, people in Sydney, are really funny too. Yeah, no, Australia's like it's just such a good vibe being in Sydney. Sydney, like. Uh, I I can't speak for like Melbourne or Brisbane, but Sydney for sure like has like the best like lifestyle, like you know you can live if you like you know plan to be in a city for a while and like be based out of there. I would actually be there if I wasn't like you know in Vegas. That would be like probably the only other place I'd be based out of. Uh, but yeah, like I yeah I love it so much. It, it's like the people are just like incredible and. The city, the beach, mountains, it has like everything, you know, it's, mm. and the food, oh my god, like, I don't know if you are a foodie man, but like, bro, like the best f***ing food is uh in Sydney, and it has like, uh has like a fish market, where it has like the freshest seafood, I don't know if you like seafood, but I love f***ing seafood, uh, like freshly caught, like, you know, they f***ing make it there, and they like kill it in front of you. You know, like that type of shit, and it's like the highest quality in like the world. And then they have uh like this place called Haymarket, uh, like which is like downtown Sydney, and it has like the most authentic food, uh, like Asian cuisine, whatever. It's like so good, yeah. yeah. Sydney. If I wanted to, the problem with Sydney is that it's, I would have worked more. I want to do more things, but if I wanted to like stay in one place. And it was like good for business or whatever. I might pick Sydney or one of these kinds of cities. Melbourne's actually really cool too. Or uh, mm. let's see, like actually, I like Dubai quite a bit, even though Dubai has quite some issues. Um, Dubai is more relevant for business, uh, from my yeah. experience. Like, there's a lot of people just uh, that are zooming in and out of there, and it's kind of like yeah. the middle of a lot of places. Um, it is. I mean, it's yeah. kind of a bright future. It's got like really good management and all that. Uh, Dubai story. Dubai's by like the way, Vegas. Got, what's that? Dubai's like Vegas. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I can see that. Um, it's like a better Vegas, I'd say. It's like the Middle Eastern Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, without the casinos, but it's probably going to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think even more people zoom in from into Dubai. Like they kind of made it so that that was the case. That's part of the reason why it became so successful. In fact. Or at least, I presume it's a byproduct. Uh, a big thing about Dubai is it became successful. I don't know if you know this, but Dubai opened up a bunch, bunch of banks in in the Middle East, whereas like none of the other places did because they had all this oil money, and that's how it became rich, not from oil. Uh, mm. And so, only recently have things started to change. Yeah, uh, a lot of my friends have like moved to Dubai. I was like, I was like looking into it. I don't know. I just, I'm just in Vegas for now. I like Vegas. It's like for the US it's pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vegas yeah. is pretty underrated place to live. It kind of sucks for the uh for the grinders to grind it out just because I think Vegas is one of the most competitive places for poker. Um but other than that, actually like living in the in the suburbs, etc. seems like it's kind of a real city and so lots of cool things about it. Yeah. All right, where are you based out of right now? Is it LA? Or? It's LA, but I have to travel a lot. I'm actually going to Asia soon. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask, uh, 
about one more topic with you. Sure. Um, how exactly did you build your relationships while you're moving up, by the way? Because, and where were you based? Um, because uh, I would have thought that, um, you know, doing, you know, commerce, e-commerce would be somewhat isolating, actually. I would think, I would wonder how you made, you know, went from like doing a lot of stuff on the internet to meeting a lot of people in the real world and making a lot of like the right connections and that kind of thing. Yeah, so... I say when you first start out is it's as you said it's very isolated because mm -hmm. uh, you're like building right and I actually feel like networking too much when you're not at the right level yet is actually not beneficial. I'll say networking is most mm -hmm. beneficial when you're already at a high level. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I I had a, a a certain kind of experience with networking that made me realize something. But uh, yeah, go on. Oh yeah, so when I was first starting out on like Amazon and stuff, and I was working like you know like twenty hours a day. Yeah. I was like literally just in a little room, you know, like almost like a like closet-sized place, just like grinding, you know, for like five months. So, I mean, I didn't hang out with anybody. I didn't, you know, party, whatever. You know, it was just work. So yeah, I mean, definitely very isolating uh, for, to start out. But I realized, like, once I you know made my first mill, I was like, okay, how do I get to the next level? Uh, I I think I have to meet more people. You know, I have to actually start like getting outside of this box. You know, and you know <laughs> maybe go travel, get a new perspectives, and that'll take me to the next level. You know, uh, you know, and and you know while I was working, I don't know if you uh have ever done this, but uh when I was working. I'd always be listening to like an audiobook or like a podcast or a YouTube mm -hmm. video at like times two or the max speed yeah. I could do. And it just like rewires your brain like while you're working. And I was doing that for like 20 hours a day. And so it's like, I literally fundamentally changed, I think, as a person by doing that for like five months straight. I don't even know how much content I consumed. And, I, you know, I was only listening to like the best of the best. I don't even know how many books I went through, like hundreds and hundreds of books, uh, you know, about business and, you know, entrepreneurship you know etc right psychology sales whatever mm -hmm. uh but i i think like if you're first starting out for anyone listening like you need that like that immersion period if you're you know if you're trying to do something where yeah. you do just isolate yourself for a little bit and just listen to really good information right you don't need to like you know you can read books if you want like i, I still think like physically reading books is good but if you're like working just putting on like an audiobook, you know, at like times two, times three, whatever, is so good. Like, you know, you just just through osmosis, like it's just in your brain, and it really does change like how you think, right, about the world. Mm -hmm. I'd say, uh, but yeah, but once you do get to like a decently high level, I'd say definitely start networking more, start making the right connections, uh, start meeting people like Dan, you know, who are G's, right? So. You know, but it's it, it's important, right? And I don't know it's fucking fun too. Like I love meeting on high level people. You know, and it's just such a good vibe. You know, all the mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in my experience, I uh, I found like certain kind of events were pretty good. It, it depends a lot on like the kind of crowd is what I found. Just because, I mean, a lot of what you're trying to do. 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite a bit of fun going to like high level events and meeting people. Um, one thing that I had an issue with personally, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's relevant to you necessarily, but if I was trying to go to the next level, I found that my scope could be too broad and that if I went to like, say, what's a good example? A, um, like a film festival, well, not a film festival, a uh, fashion show, for example, or fashion. Like New York. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, New York's probably one of the better ones, but maybe more, Mm -hmm. a little bit less relevant of place like uh, Venice or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, that I would run into a lot of people whose businesses who who were successful, but that weren't really what I uh, had much relevance to what I was doing. And also like it was not so easy to filter out who was like a good person and who was a bad person because um i don't know if you've run into this problem or not because it really helps to know good people because uh, if you know good people that are they're going to help you and not hurt you whereas a bad person is going to find some kind of way to hurt you or a neutral person's going to like you know hopefully be fair kind of thing whereas i realize right. okay i got burned in some kind of way and uh, by doing business with someone who ended up being a bad person, and I realized, okay, okay. this person was just always going to burn me at some point, and I was just tired right. of dealing with their shit anyway, um, even though I thought I, I had to. And so I realized, okay, I need to, like, filter for the right kinds of people and not not people that, you know, are just randomly successful at something and that just might have nothing to do with what I'm doing. Um, right. And that, I, yeah, hopefully have my best interests, or mutual's best interests, rather, at heart. Right. Yeah, it has to be like a win-win. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, it's just like we we've also had those experiences where we've gotten burned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I've had business partners that have me, like you know, taking a lot of money, or whatever. Um, uh, you know, and I don't know. You just take it as a learning lesson, right? Uh, but yeah, like as you said, like yeah, like sometimes there are places that. Like, they might not be exactly doing what you're doing, but that doesn't mean you can't get value. And it doesn't mean you have to do business with them either. Like, I don't sure. do business with just anyone I meet, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's, right. I mean, that's totally true. It's yeah. not always about, like, just... I mean, I agree with that. Like, yeah. can't always be about the money. Yeah. Um, like, uh, if anything, like, when I go, like... Say, just like Sean's thing, he always invites me to those, like, the events here in Vegas. Uh, like, I'm not going there and expecting like whatever like what's the word for it like oh i'm going to be doing business with someone or whatever like i'm literally going there because there's a higher chance i can meet someone who i might just be friends with you know because it's like i don't know it's like i like at the point where i'm at like i i'd like to meet other people who have their own shit going on and like we don't need to be friends with each other to give each other value but we still do you know it's like like we don't need each other but if we do like just give each other like you know like just casually right it's just like give each other like advice um you know i always love helping other successful people out you know because it's just like you know i don't know it's fun it's like why not you know like i just like giving value to like other successful people all the time you know and I i feel like the best like friendships you know and ones where you just give value to each other and you don't expect anything back, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like I, that's like my favorite, uh, you know, and like, I don't, you know, I don't like, I, I have done business with uh, friends before, uh, 
but it's only if it like makes sense and it's a win-win like it's for sure gonna be a win-win uh and you know and you know i never you know push for it you know it's like it's like if it just happens it happens you know yeah well yeah i mean the way that you're describing it is what i consider to be the ideal way of doing things there's lots of different ways that people do things like not everyone in business I mean, you know, every, not everyone in business has that kind of philosophy, but that's yeah. the that's the whole point. Of, by the way, the podcast is essentially to create a bunch of simultaneous win wins for the audience and you know the viewers and whoever comes on and that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, that's what that's how I believe business should be done. Basically, is should feel it shouldn't be forced ideally because that suggests something's not not like too efficient or whatever the word is. It's just like not really lining up that easily or, and it should be a win-win for both people. It shouldn't be, should be fair. It should be fair and mutually positive for everyone. Right. Like it should make sense. Like it doesn't have to be like, Oh, like how are we going to do business with each other? Like, let's figure it out. Like, you know, it's not like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, like I do this. Oh, you do this. Like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Like, like, you know, oh, yeah, you should, you know, do this or whatever. Oh, you're doing like, oh, one part of your business has e-commerce. Oh, yeah. Like, do you do Amazon? Are you already on Amazon? Oh, it's like, oh, I'm not on Amazon yet. I'm just still on Shopify. Oh, yeah, you should push your products on Amazon. Like, I can just, you know, give you some free advice, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, here, you can just do this. Like, just set it up on Amazon, you know. It's like, and like that alone, like, like that, you know, just a little piece of value like that. It's like, they could like, you know. 5x their business right because they're not utilizing a platform or something right sure. uh, but yeah it's like it should always be a win-win like in like no, yeah, like in everything and i always feel like the best friendships are like you know it, it's like I, I feel like like sure it's like fine to hang out with people that you just vibe with or whatever but i feel like the closest friendships are when you like can both provide some sort of value to each other you know Sure. Like those are like the probably the closest like friendships you can get, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. where it comes from, the inside doesn't even have to like necessarily be like, well, where it doesn't translate to something like money, money or whatever like that, or even necessarily mm-hmm. something yeah. that uh, more like business naturally. I guess one way to suggest it. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at things. I think about like how things should work quite a lot, uh, like the and how things are broken sometimes that sort of thing yeah and like a lot of it like comes down to like uh, what's the word for it it's like just meeting a lot of people and like surrounding yourself with like yeah just good people and mm-hmm. uh and it, it's just you just have to be a good judge of character you know and that just comes from experience you know like uh because there are a lot of like sneaky people out there a lot of like you know uh people that are just out there to like kind of like just f- you right mm-hmm. but you know when you do find like those people that are like solid and like you know and you can trust it's like you know you do your best to you know foster that friendship right and sure. you actually make an effort you know to you know give each other value stay in touch whatever right uh because i feel like we all kind of want the same thing right like we all just you know want to be around people that we can trust like you know have some sort of win-win you know value exchange uh and yeah just have a good time you know it's just you know either go on like fun trips together or you know just like you know split things or whatever you know you know instead of like spending like you know 100k 200k on a trip by yourself like you each spend like 50k or whatever and just fucking like have like an epic time you know it's like uh 
uh and it's always more fun with you know when you hang out with the boys you know it's like i mean you know i've hung out with a lot of girls in my life and like you know hung out with like models playboy playmates whatever maxim models whatever uh you know and it's like it's fun but it's like the best times i've ever had is just like you know just hanging out with like other successful guys like and have a brotherhood and just you know talk shit you know it's like <laughs> that that's just way more enjoyable yeah in my opinion but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i feel you um so <laughs> you're like you're like i'm all about the women <laughs> no no it's, no man i like i like go through this period of like maybe i shouldn't bother at all with the f-ing women because it's like it's like what what's the point um yeah well it's like la right like how are the la girls now it's like LA's, you know what? LA's the, uh, I, I prefer the women from basically everywhere, <laughs> any single, every single place else than LA, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, prefer the much more everywhere else. But, uh, I mean, there's good ones in LA too, for sure. It's just, uh, I don't know. Um, rare. And more rare than in other places. It's like, there's a yeah. bit of a cultural issue going on here specifically. But uh, every place has issues. It's, well, most places, some there, some places have much more healthy environments. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Right. Like women have a more like solid baseline, right? Like they don't they're not like corrupted by the Western values, right? Like, yeah. Do you I like? Mean, do you like, like maximum corruption? <laughs> it's so bad. Like I feel like most Western women are just like they have all these bad influences and their friends and society, whatever. And now they're all like, oh, boss babe, like, we don't need men, like, I'm going to make my own money. And then they end up being, like, being strippers, OnlyFans, whatever, you know, it's like, uh, you know, and I don't know what your, you know, goal is with women. But, you know, I've been down the hedonistic path of, like, women or whatever, being single, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've just found that, like, you know, being in, uh, like, a solid relationship with a solid chick is actually extremely beneficial for business and like just focusing. Well, you said precisely what I'd be looking for. I have a bit of a massive logistical issue in that I travel a lot. And what I want to do is like batshit insane. So um, I've I've never really found someone who's like totally on board with both of those things. Well, kind of, kind of is the operating word. Uh, People, girls are willing to travel, but yeah, yeah. I will say it's like really tempting if you have like infinite possibilities. I've been just, I've been, I've had situations where I've like, I've had actually the interesting situation of where I have no power or very little power and I have quite a bit of power all of a sudden. Um, and it's like seesawed pretty hard because of like where I'm at and just whatever my social circle is. And so it makes me see multiple different perspectives. And uh, I mean, I, I could imagine it being really tempting if I had like, you know, world options. Um, I don't have that, but I mean, you know, and overall I would say that I, I'm pretty sure I prefer just, as you said, one, one girl that really into and just focus on business. Yeah. And it's just so much better. It's like, I, what do you really get about another hot girl? You know, what do you get out of it? You know, I always ask guys this. It's like, you know, they're always out to, you know, the next thing. And I'm like, you know, you could be spending that energy on like and like building something. Yeah. Well, it's like how many hot girls? How many hot girls do you have to, you know, to be like, oh, I'm the man, or you know, or whatever, and like to feel good about yourself. Like, you know, it's like, 
I mean, sure, like, go ahead and do it. Like, I'm not saying, like, don't do it. Like, get out of your system, you know? Like, yeah, like, go ahead and do it. But, like, you know, at a certain point, it's, like, it's just better, you know, to, you know, to build things. I totally agree with you. Um, and I think that, but I think that a lot of the, one thing that a lot of the audience will think, especially as listening to this, will be like, shit, I want to, to sleep with some hot girls. And they're probably going to have to go through it themselves a little bit. It's kind of like one of these things where you just see things for yourself before being convinced by like, you know, even sound logic or sound reasoning and like feel it, like you feel the right kind of emotions to get there. Um, I mean, I mean, definitely I get tempted and I will say my thoughts are, it's like not really that different if you think about it from like uh, like it's like a step up from like pornography or something like that. It's like the same kind of like emotional pattern of like there's a high and then there's a low and there's not a whole lot after. Um, yeah. Not quite the same because you are connecting with someone, but only temporarily. And it's just uh, like it's ultimately let's that's one thing I've like messed with my mind a little bit is it seems like masturbation essentially. Um, yes. Or candy. I mean, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I mean, it's like, especially with a lot of these girls mm -hmm. that are like completely ran through, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, like they have no emotional connection to sex, you know, because they've had sex so many times with so many different men, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have sex with them, you're just another body to them, you know, like their, uh, their outlook on sex and relationships is like so fucked. Like, you know it, it, it a lot of it's like a very western uh, mindset and it's gonna be very hard for women like that who have had a lot of sexual partners to be in a committed relationship and have a family and you know do any of that right like i i don't know what your take is on relationships like whether you're more traditional mm -hmm. right or if you're more like new age but yeah you know i i believe more in the traditional right where you know you have a masculine man and a feminine woman mm -hmm. right and you as a masculine man you just you know take care of everything but you need to have a feminine woman you know who you know listens to you submissive shows you respect supportive etc right like you know just cooks cleans whatever right mm -hmm. and you know and hasn't been ran through you know it's like and you can tell the girls who have been ran through, you know, it's like, it doesn't take like a, you know, genius to figure it out, you know? Yeah. But. Uh, I, I am like, so I, this is one subject that I think about quite a lot. Um, I'm not 100% on the, uh, I would say I lean towards the side of traditional, um, but I'm not 100% sold on that way of living because uh, well, a couple reasons. It just seems like monogamy is going to be a really hard shift, especially as someone who's been really westernized in the first place. I do absolutely think that in a relationship, you know, there has to be some kind of sacrifice between desire and, like, loyalty, or else loyalty does not have... There's no such thing as loyalty, because loyalty is not... You know, there's this idea that's passed around these days of loyalty being you know, being loyal to your, your feeling, which is complete f***ing bullshit in my eyes. That's just, that's just uh, letting your feelings control you. That's not loyalty. Loyalty is you make a commitment. And actually, mm -hmm. 
in um, you know Eastern societies, at least in India, I know that these uh, traditional relationships, as you talk about, actually do succeed more often by like a big margin in comparison to Western ones. It's just that Western society is deluded into thinking of what a relationship is. And yep. like the reason is because they made a commitment and if they made it fucking work and then it fucking worked. Um, yeah. So clearly exactly. there's like some ignorance going on on a mass scale in the Western society. As for like, you know, one thing I wrestle with a lot is like what's uh, best is, like is, pro- is uh, how do you say um, promiscuity like really a bad thing or not? And so I've actually been researching this and that's something that's really intrigued me. And it looks like basically, um, you know, we have to, these days we have to wrestle with these um, sensitive, like, ways of looking at things because people are very sensitive. Uh, You can use, like, what's morally correct or what's not, but it depends on the perspective. And that if your perspective is, like, what's best for society and what's best for business and things like that, it's unquestionably not promiscuity like promiscuity unhinges society in all kinds of different ways and in fact um you know it, it in fact it was interesting in that many of the kings of the past would encourage monogamy or um put it into uh how do you say it? like lawful 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 practice in order to maintain society and apparently christianity was what really like encouraged monogamy and this happens to be what looks like the best solution for everyone, mutually uh, speaking. So in short, uh, the answer is I'm leaning towards your direction with definition. I personally would like to have it. Uh, It'll be, I think it'll be a hard shift for me to go 100% that way. But also I think uh, if I'm really committed to my own goals, like, yeah, that's where I want to go for sure. And uh, it's hard to pick someone though. It's very hard to pick. I'm sure you've had like, the problem of too many options and like, well, who do you pick, especially when many of them are broken also? Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's, and that is very true. Like what you just said, there's a, in the West, it's extremely, extremely hard to find a girl that hasn't been completely corrupted mm-hmm. by Western society. And yeah, like, as you said, like picking from options, right? Cause I mean, let's be real. A lot of guys don't have many options. Right. Yeah. But if you're a man who is in a position of having a lot of options, right? It's like, oh, why why should I just, you know, settle with one girl or whatever, right? And the way I look at it, it it's it's more for my goals. Like it's good. It's good for me, right? Like who knows? Maybe some men find it better to just fuck around a lot and they can achieve more, right? But for me, I'm able to focus more because I'm not because I remember the times when I was single. Like I would always be you know, spending mental energy on this girl, that girl, maintaining yeah. all of the, you know, the logistics, relationships, whatever, right? And it's just like, it, you know, it's just so much time. Well, so much mental energy, I'll say, even more than time, you know, let alone the time you're spending with, with each one. Yeah. But um, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that you know, the single lifestyle or at least the lifestyle of sleeping around all the time is, uh, I don't see how it's possible that this could compete with someone who has like one relationship because of just what you said. I mean, it takes time and like, it also takes like immense mental, mental energy to talk to all the girls, man. And mm-hmm. whatever it is like, yeah. And girls are just full of shit. You know, it's like, 
Like, don't forget about that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially like, because we're dealing with like the drafted ones, right? Like, they have such an entitled mentality, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, you know, sometimes even if you're like a fucking G, like, you know, like you have all your shit in order, you're attractive, you have money, you have looks, charisma, charming, whatever, like, you'll still get like fed with by like these extremely attractive girls who have literally celebrities hitting them up, right? So it's like, are you saying even you've you know, got some girl issues every now and then? You know, yeah, I mean, oh, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm competing with like the, you know, like celebrities a lot of the time, you know, oh. like, you know, like I'm competing with like rappers, celebrities, you know, it's like, you know, athletes, you know, it's like, because uh, I'm going after like this I went back when I was single, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm not like going after like the, the girl next door, you know, who was like, you know, like, you know, who like two people like, right? Uh, and you know now girls are like on Instagram and shit, and it's like, uh, you know, they get unlimited attention, right? So like in the West, they have like, well, actually a lot of like, uh, attractive girls now they get so much validation from Instagram, they get so many slides and DMs from like, you know, you know, high status people that they have like this, uh, like a narcissistic, uh, personality, and they think they're hot shit. You know, but how can you not, right? If you have all these multimillionaires who are high status hitting you up all the time, and you're like 18 years old, you know, or 19 years old or whatever, and you're whatever, like a model or whatever, like how can you not have a, you know, <laughs> narcissistic personality disorder? Like, if I was a girl and I was like that, I'd probably think I'm hot <laughs> shit too, you know? Like, you know, so, like, I understand the game. I'm not mad at it, but, you know, like, if you are single and you're playing it, you got to play it the best possible way, right? So, yeah um, it doesn't look like like what's a it seems like the w- only winning situation is like what you said i mean like it doesn't look like well i mean it you play the game you play it you have to deal with all this bullshit i mean i've dealt yeah. plenty of it too uh yeah. actually this has been a bit of a debate i've been having with a couple other people matter of fact is yeah. uh i was trying to say that this is quite prevalent in our society but then one thing that hit me was this brought up as like where's my data and i realized oh shit i actually don't really know um and, uh, you know, it'd be really interesting to find a way to see to what extent, uh, well, I mean, clearly there's some, clearly there's some, uh, the social media is causing some like, what is it? Some availability heuristic problems where options, yes, where girls think that they can just replace you with any other like high status guy, like at any second. Right. So nowadays, if you, if, if you're not like a fucking G, like you're multi-millionaire high status whatever like you can't even like you're not even on the radar like you're invisible like you know and then even if you are you're competing with everyone else you know so it's like you know it's yeah it's it's all kind of right but you know if you are single it's like you know you just gotta you know it's still like kind of a numbers game at that point you know yeah well yeah i mean part of the issue is it looks like people aren't really looking for relationships. I mean, if they're always looking to like trade up, there's no end to that game. If you see what I mean, you're always yeah. looking for like the best you can get. Uh, here, you put those in quotes. Yeah. What does the that quote, mean? The like, quote marks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're like a girl, it is like impossible to really tell what you can get. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's like probably not a lot of these guys are hitting you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. uh and it seems like really easy to be diluted in some kind of way uh as for the actual p- 
proof to what extent that is. Um, I don't, I don't know. It looks really not, uh, what's the word? I want to use the word naughty, but like pretty gnarly. There we go. In, uh, looks super gnarly in especially LA, uh, and these other places in London and stuff, Dubai. Yeah. But, uh, Dubai is actually much softer than LA from my experience, by the way, like way softer. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I think, I think it's partly because like the cultural difference of the girls, like the, the girls in America, like fuck around way more than, and then, uh, Maybe it's just just because I'm a Western guy. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, just uh, I don't know. I haven't had much problems with Eastern European girls and whoever it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, actually, by the way, that's like one of the reasons why I made this uh, podcast or started talking about podcasts about this it was to try to fix that. Um, and you know, I admire Michael Sartain and these guys, Rolio Tomasi, and these guys are trying to like see like, wait, the situation's really f-ed for like everyone that's not like you said like a f-ing g um yeah you have to be like legit fucking shit to yeah. really like pull like someone high quality exactly um, yeah even if you want a relationship you need to be a fucking g you know like even if your goal is not to sleep with like models or whatever you know like if you're, if you're just trying to find like a decent girl nowadays <laughs> who's attractive with good values you need to be a fucking g you know <laughs> like you can't just be a normal guy who works at a job who works at Burger King, and get, like, a decent girl who has good values. You know, there's no fucking way, you know? Like, I mean, the girl that I'm dating, like, she's a, you know, good girl with good values and stuff, and it's very hard to find. But, dude, if I wasn't a fucking G, there's no way she'd be with me, you know? It's like, you know, it's like, it is what it is. And, oh, yeah, like, do you know Sartain well? No, I almost went to uh, one of his parties. I know people that know him, though. Um, yeah, I, I, you I know, know there's only well. so much I can do right now, but I eventually want to connect with him. Yeah, we used to hang out all the time uh, in Vegas. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, uh, very, it, very smart. Yeah, yeah. At one point, I wanted to like Copy's way of doing parties. I, I believe in events, although the kind of events I want to run are not exactly the events that have like all the hot girls on the planet, more like all the good hot girls and that kind of thing and, and good people. I believe more in that kind of virtue rather than like. Like I'd rather kick out hot girls that are behaving like shit, for example. If they, if that's the case, I don't, I don't want to just like, what's the world Sacri- sacrifice the um, integrity of the party for the sake of like, you know, sex. Uh, effectively, right. um, of course. Yeah, but uh, one of the hopes that I personally have is that there's many, there's different ways to be a G, right? Like you can be a G in terms of like status and and money and being cool, but you can also be a G in terms of like that inner virtue, which like, like you, like I do think really that I think, you know, there's a philosopher, I forget his name, Schopenhauer, I think, who even said something like if, if all the guys can just get whatever girls they wanted without working for it or anything like that. And, you know, there's no trouble in the world that the world will just collapse. And I really think that, you know, the guys at some level have to earn it. They have to like, there needs to be, uh, you know, like something that comes from it. it. It doesn't have to be money or whatever, just sheer like outward power, but it has to be some kind of like something of substance. If, if you know what I mean, like something that, that, uh, preferably is not just on, you know, uh, something on paper, if you know what I mean? Right. Of course. Like, no, yeah, you're exactly right. Like you need both. You can't just have money, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just be rich, you know, like I know a lot of like rich, rich you know young guys 
who aren't fucking solid and I'll never be friends with them because mm-hmm. they fucking like they're like little nerds you know like they get they like you know they just caught a crypto thing or whatever and like they're just fucking losers you know like they have no substances man they've never gone through anything right mm-hmm. like they're not solid and no girl would ever fuck them unless it's for money you know it's like no yeah so you're right like you have to develop your character you have to go through shit to be a solid dude you know and having good values you know and carrying yourself well right is is what's gonna make you stand out because like that's the thing it's like nowadays like you know a lot of people have money now like uh you know like at the top like there's a lot of people that have like you know millions of dollars right but the way you stand out is by carrying yourself better like being a little more charismatic being a little funnier being a little more charming right Mm -hmm. nowadays it's like being like a multi-millionaire is like the baseline to compete (laughs) you know it's like the back then it was like oh shit like you're the shit but now it's like it's like like girls that are like high quality they just kind of expect you to have a lot of money it's like baseline right and then you also have to be you know all like you know all the good qualities right like that i just said right you have to you know carry yourself well you have to be masculine you have to lead you have to you know you have to carry conversation you have to be socially intuitive right you have to have a good network right right you have to have like access you know to Mm -hmm. places or whatever right it's like yeah you just can't yeah money is like the bare minimum sure um i think uh i think like there should be it shouldn't like i think there's a bit of problem both sides to be fair (laughs) Uh, okay. With both yeah. women and men, I think there's a broken value system effectively. And also, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the guys really, they need some kind of something, so a little bit of an ass whooping to get them kicked into shape. But a healthy ass yeah. whooping, not, yeah. not not like a too savage ass whooping. Uh, I think uh, I mean, it it's impossible. Yeah. What's that? It might help, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible for every guy to like be rich as part of the thing. I mean, my hope personally is it's not impossible for every guy to have, you know, some kind of like inner quality though. Like that's a, that's something that anyone can attain in some kind of way. Um, right. but I do think, yeah, basically as a big reason why they made, made the podcast is try to fix the broken value system of, uh, yeah. you know, just basically society fucked all over. Um, but yeah, uh, goodness no, I is. respect that. Uh, no, I, I respect like every guy should have a solid fundamental value base, mm-hmm. right? But if you are a guy that has that and like, and you're not rich, why don't you become rich? So you are that guy that has both, right? Like, I do believe that, you know, having solid values as a man is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Right. But like, if you're broke, like, you know, like what's stopping you from just making some money? It's like, it's not that hard, you know? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm biased, but it's like, you know, it's not like, it's not that hard. I think yeah. it's not that hard if you know where to look. I think <laughs> if you know where to look and you have the right mindset, then it's not right hard. But I think you might be surprised about, or maybe you wouldn't be, or at least a lot of people just aren't on this light wavelength, that they aren't looking in many different kinds of directions in order to, or the right kind of directions anyway, to like find where the money's at. Uh, mm. I don't have this entrepreneurial mindset, because that's really what it takes. They have this mindset of like, oh, I'm going to follow what everyone else does or Oh, I'm gonna go play. I'm just gonna go like hang with my friends all day, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it. Uh, all right, we're getting close to uh, two hours now, but it's been a uh, it's been okay. a great talk. Let's say we're uh, yeah. for all the guys out there that that could get rich, but they're I don't know what uh, you what do you think that they should be doing? What advice would you be giving them to get rich? What do you think? Uh, is it e-commerce the way, or you got any other ideas? What do you well, suggest? I'm obviously biased, but. I mean, I do e-commerce, obviously, but if you have no money, like literally zero, do like a service business so you don't have to spend money on inventory and shit. Uh, you know, do SMA or affiliate marketing. Like there's a lot of great opportunities right now in affiliate marketing uh, with like government programs and shit like that. Then you can, you know, make millions, I'd say, if you work hard without any like upfront capital. It's just finding the opportunities. Like it's using Google. Like if you're broke right now and you're trying to make money, like and you don't know what to do, like, use Google, like, and, like, go down the rabbit hole. It might not be the first fucking, like, search listing, like, how to make money.com, right? And it's, like, <laughs> fucking, like, you know, <laughs> like, it, it might not be that, but it's, like, but you have to, like, you know, actually, like, look through, sift through, and actually spend a bit of time researching, right? Or, like, you this podcast like this, right, where you just listen to it and you pretty much know what to do. You know, it's like, yeah, like, so look into affiliate marketing, look into SMA, and then fucking actually do it. Like, go all in, like, try, you know, like, instead of watching TV, playing video games, right, all day, every day, jacking off, whatever you do, right, like, work on business, like, you know, build something, work, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, it's like, it, 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 I don't know, it's like, if you can't find, like, the motivation, you know, to do that, then you're going to stay, like, broke the rest of your life like uh, i don't know what to tell people you know like i uh it's it's as simple as that really like well it's partly my job too um, yeah it's your job too yeah. it's, i'm working <laughs> it's towards that uh, it's so, you, <laughs> uh what's uh what opportunities in affiliate marketing are you thinking well like you remember the poker game where my yes. david uh my friend david was talking about yeah uh, like like that that alone is like a great one right now uh even i'm like doing it like part-time a little bit because i have a massive audience but it's like it's called that like the sctc like self-employed tax credit so anyone who's self-employed can claim like 30k or whatever right like uh there's a company that if you just refer someone to it like you make like anywhere from like 500 to 1000 dollars, right so like be creative with like you know how you can like push that to people like you know like uber drivers like you just fucking take ubers and just tell the fucking uber driver about it it's like oh i follow each other on instagram send them the fucking link you make a thousand dollars like a ten dollar uber ride ends up being a thousand like fuck like i don't know something as simple as that like I, that's what i'd be doing like if i actually spent all if i was actually broke and you know i just fucking ride around ubers all day like get the cheapest uber like the uber share or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is for like for like seven bucks like do the shortest destination and they just tell the fucking uber drivers about it i don't know and then, like, you know, the, you can tell, like, real estate agents, whatever. Uh, you know, you can just go to, like, you know, real estate offices and just speak to the fucking uh, real estate agents there. Like, oh, have you heard about the SCTC? You can just take, like, a $10 Uber, you know, go to the office, get that Uber one out of the way, get it, go to the real estate guys, <laughs> really tell hustling. them about That's it. It's like, you know, it's some... <laughs> and then, like, if I can tell them all about it, send them, follow each other on Instagram, send them the link to the fucking thing, make $1,000 off each person. You know, they have like five real estate agents in there. You just made like 6K off like one Uber ride. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like being creative. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I, I think some know. of the like, things that you're mentioning are things that most people will never think of. Um, not, uh, I think they're pretty good ideas, actually. And 
to reiterate, like the uh, the affiliate marketing deal that that uh, Gav is referring to is there's just like tax credit from uh, the government that's given from COVID, and it can apply to like any business that's got like more than ten employees. And all you have to do is find a business and become an affiliate. I like let's heard this myself. I'm like shit. Like I could probably find some companies. I'm like let me try this. Let me find some companies that might want this insurance. I might get it myself. It's like thirty thousand dollars. I'm like I'll take thirty thousand dollars. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas I do think yes. really there's a lot of people are just told to go to school and get their ass shafted uh, perpetually over and over. Um, whereas they're not necessarily told, actually, maybe you could make some money doing e-commerce or asking the Uber driver if he wants some tips to make some money or whatever it is. I had an Uber driver, by the way, suggest a matchmaking service to me and he could have been an affiliate marketer for this fucking matchmaking service. And like, if he found like, you know, anyone who bought this like $40,000 matchmaking service, um, like that's like probably easy money. I just think like that, I guess is, is what you're aiming at. Yeah, it's like it's so easy. It's like I don't know, maybe and like I haven't even thought. About, I literally just came up with that, you know, like oh, okay, and like I literally spent like I don't know five ten seconds thinking about it, not even like, and I just came up with it. But it's like yeah, just like finding ideas, like being you know being creative, like just like actually I don't know, like thinking about it. I don't know, like and it all depends on like how bad you want it because I will say this idea to people that are broke, and they would not do it. Like they 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 can find about the SCTC. I can tell them about the Uber thing. Go to a real estate office or whatever. They won't fucking do it, even though there's like, you know, like make five six k in like an hour. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it like they'll never do it because they'll be like, oh, it's like they're gonna like fucking like have this thing in their head that's like, oh, that's a scam or oh that that can't be true. That sounds too good to be true. Uh oh yeah, who the fuck's this Gav guy? He only does e-commerce. <laughs> he's he doesn't know what he's talking guy. about. Yeah, who the fuck's this Gav guy? You know, like, you know, like, or whatever. But, like, you know, like, and that's why their life will never change. Because they're not even willing to fucking, like, take a little bit of risk. Like, a $10 risk to, you know, change their life, right? Yeah. And, like, well, they always should be stuck where they're at. Yeah, that you need yeah. the universe or whatever it is to kick their ass a little bit. I think that's the solution for that one. Um, yeah. Or, like, whatever. It has to come from inside, Yeah. If someone yeah. really wants it or not, I mean, that's kind of that's thing. One thing I realized is that you can't make someone want something. I mean, that's that's uh, you can only help the people that want something. Yeah, um, you can only yeah. help those who want to help themselves. Yeah, that that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. it seems like one hundred percent. I mean, you only have so much time in the day too. But anyway, yeah. Gav, it's been great having you and hearing all your insights on all these different things. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you having me. Uh, This was a very fun conversation.